Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portson with you here on a sunny Monday, uh, the week of development camp. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. Tom Reed is here. Hello. And let's do this thing. The Blue Jackets are back from Vancouver. Kind of an anticlimactic uh, weekend for the Blue Jackets. Uh, kind of a weird first round. The, the first round wasn't that great. It was the, the second round is when stuff got really interesting. The Blue Jackets made their big trade with the Florida Panthers, but not the one you're probably expecting or hoping for. <laughs> uh, they make a draft pick trade. They they gain a draft pick. They end up with three picks in the draft. Three out of 217 players belong to the Blue Jackets in this weekend's draft. That's the fewest players taken in a draft since at least 1980. Uh, Really, you can say that's the fewest players taken in any draft since the draft has taken on its current form. Uh, So kind of an interesting weekend for the Blue Jackets in that sense, but not interesting uh, in the sense that they didn't make any player trades, that the stuff you kind of think might be coming down the pike uh, has not taken place yet. So where do the Blue Jackets stand? Uh, it's still out there. It still looks like Panarin and Bobrovsky are going to leave the Blue Jackets. I think uh, the situation with Matt Duchesne took a, at least a half step uh, closer to him leaving the Blue Jackets, too, with P.K. Subban's trade from the Nashville Predators to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, that clears cap space uh, for the Predators now to make a big free agent signing and the 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 consensus across the league and really from uh, within Nashville is that that's the target, Matt Duchesne. So the Blue Jackets may very well lose all three of those guys. I think we've kind of expected that for a while. Yarmo Kekalainen was was confident to the point of defiant after the draft on Saturday, which is fine. That's what he should be saying, that they knew that this was a possibility when they made all, made all those moves at the trade deadline. Um but let's get into to some of this now, uh, guys. I, I I remember thinking at the trade deadline when they made these moves, boy, the draft is going to be weird. 
And if all of these guys leave and they have trouble bringing guys in to replace them, it's going to it's going to feel like a really rough summer. And I kind of wondered how many because everybody was excited, Allison, at the trade deadline when they made those moves. Let's go for it, and and all in was was on T-shirts and was all the rage in Columbus. And I wonder now, like that to me that that draft felt like the first sort of payment due on all in and, and the fact that the blue jackets were sitting there for over a hundred picks and not taking anybody. And I wonder, and, and this coming week could feel much the same. And I wonder, uh, what you, it's sort of like the credit card statement has arrived after your weekend blowout in Vegas. Um, what does it feel like to you? <laughs> well, I think you, uh, the quote you had in your, your story, uh, that went up from Yarmo kind of, personified it. He said it sucks, right? Um, it, I, I think that I, I think that for sure they the organization did contemplate that this was a possible scenario. I think this is probably one that they hoped wouldn't come to fruition. Um, there were there were things to to hope maybe did happen, as you mentioned, a, a trade for speaking rights with Florida, perhaps. Uh, I, th- I think the Nashville move, the Subban trade. That really felt like a, a, a blow, I think, um, in terms of the opportunity still ahead for the Jackets to recoup from this season. But yeah, I mean, this this is this was a possible scenario, and, and now now the organization and, and the fans have to live through it. It's going to be really interesting to see what comes. I think in the next couple weeks here as free agency picks up and goes through that rush because I feel like the Jackets are going to have to try their darndest to do something. I don't think they can sit with this as, as the talent pool come mid July. Right. Yeah. Tom, I mean, there's still some time to go here, but do you feel like you're starting to get a better read on what this summer is going to look like for the, for the blue jackets? Uh, No, I mean, I think it's going to be, it may end up being kind of a, musical chairs type of thing. All right. If, if let, let's, let's say if uh, the Islanders decide they're going to be a, a, a late, late person in on, on either Panarin or Bobrovsky or both, what does it, where was, where does Anders Lee fall? So I think they could be one of these teams that may, you know, what if the Rangers decide to move on Chris Kreider? Uh, could they be, you know, would they have the assets available for something like that? Uh, or, you know, a, a, one of the mid-level free agents, and you know, where does Matt Zuccarello go if he doesn't re-sign with Dallas, those type of things. Uh, I think right now that's, unless we get a twist in the one last twist in the tail with Matt Duchesne and he ends up staying, then I think that's going to be kind of where they're, they're, they're going to have to find somewhere. Because I agree with Allison. I, I can't see Garmo Kekalainen after all that he has invested to get this team to this point letting it just drop back and seemingly drop out of the playoff picture at least to start the year when you look at them and say, boy, you see some of the improvements some of these other teams have made, including Florida. You know, is Are they going to be one of the eight teams? Even with the, what they had last year, they had to go to game 81. Does this group seem like it could get to that late in the season and be in the playoff picture? I, that's why I think that there's certainly going to be moves to be made here over the next 10 to 12 days. Uh, and you guys just touched on this a little bit. Yarmo is, is saying, and he said it for a while, like 
he's so high on these young kids that even if they're not going to overpay, they're not going to, they don't feel a, a desperate desperation to go out and add somebody, even if all of these guys leave. Is that a GM, uh, Tom? Is that a GM? I, I don't want to say covering his ass, but is that a GM preparing? I think he's being truthful, but is is that a, is he is he preparing uh, the ears of his fans for the, the possibility that that those guys leave and they can't add a Lee, a, a Kreider, a Zuccarella, you, you name it. That I mean, I think the center market is getting really thin really quick. That's why Kevin Hayes got the money he got. That's why Matthew Shane is going to get nine million a year plus. Not sure what he can do is is he preparing people for that for that possibility? Is that as grim as some might think it is? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, potentially. Uh, I'll say this: this was a summer coming off the year that the Blue Jackets just had. You know, the SB nominated Blue Jackets. I should should add. Where <laughs> um, this would be a year where you could think you could add somebody, right? This is like, hey, that's a pretty good market. You know, look, they, they've got some good things going. Now, right. what if they take a step? And, and, and to the point is, is if, if Matt Duchesne ends up deciding, well, I'm going to Nashville instead, after we just saw Matt Duchesne have a lot of success here at the end and really was a catalyst to get this team uh, 10 games into the playoffs and winning around, you then wonder what next summer brings as far as free agents and like, wait a minute. You know, Taylor Hall, will he even give give the Blue Jackets the time of day type of thing after, you know, if he's going to be a free agent next year? So this was to me a summer where this was going to be a test of their new kind of status. And it's a little unfair because it just seems like Matthew Shane's heart has been set all along on going to uh, Nashville. But if they end up nothing with like nobody of, of note or can really help them. I do think it. You do start to w- look around and say, "What's wrong here?" Because from the outside, from the outside looking in, it looks like a pretty darn good team. Right. Yeah. And now, I mean, Allison, let me pose this to you. But I don't. I don't think anybody that's leaving t- uh, town, or it seems to be leaving town, Panarin, Bobrovsky, Duchesne. I, I don't think any of the big three are leaving. I know that the two of them are not, but I don't think anyone's leaving because they can't stay in the city. I think even Panarin likes the city. It's just not what he wants in his city, or he thinks he can do better in the city, someplace that may be more cosmopolitan, more glitzy, whatever it is. But it's not a thing I, I can't stand living in Columbus. Bobrovsky certainly loves it here and would love to stay if if, if, the, if things were, were different. Uh, Those two follow Florida man on on Twitter, do those two? Yes. <laughs> uh, they all have to tell them when they leave to follow Florida man if they want glitz and glamour in, in yeah. South Florida. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah right. Um, and we know Duchesne liked it here, and I, I believe him. I don't think that was. I don't think he was. That was puffery either. I think he really, really did like it here, and I think he could be happy here. But it's still, no matter what people say. And it doesn't mean anything if we say it because it'll be it'll be seen as someone from Columbus protecting Columbus, but it's going to it's going to register as a hit across the league, maybe to hockey players, certainly to hockey fans. Why the hell is everybody leaving Columbus? And 
and why and, and that has to affect things free agent wise does it not yeah i mean it's it does obviously i think you know and i've i've made this point that part of the benefit of what yarmo and and crew did there at the deadline was was trying to make a little bit of a an advertisement to everyone else around the league to say look if you come here we'll we'll believe in our players we'll push to win we'll do the crazy stuff to win um right. you know i think that was kind of a, a let, let me show you future potential blue jacket what what it would mean what we would do if you were a player here yeah. um but yeah i mean it, it certainly registers as a hit i think that if you follow the team i mean bobrovsky has has had some some contentious contract discussions in the past we know there have been some some things that kind of rubbed him the wrong way so it's easy to understand the narratives behind each of the three, but it's, it doesn't make it any easier. Um, right. I'm with you. I think that Duchesne was, was quite impressed with the city, and, and I don't think that any of them hate the city or dislike the city uh, right. by any means. But you, know, you said this on Twitter. It, it's, a, it's, a, a similar, it's a comment, a comparison I've made a couple times, too. It's it's not to say that, you know, if you are given a menu at a restaurant, you might eat five things on the menu, but there's one you really want. And it doesn't mean that you don't like the other five things. There's just right. one you really want. And, you know, we're all given choices every day in our lives that we say yes or no to. And this is a big decision for these guys. It's, it, it stinks that it's happening all at once. And I think the only thing that helps here is that you know, as Tom alluded to it, Duchesne to Nashville has been a storyline far before he was even a blue jacket. And and it's not like the player came to Columbus and said, Oh gosh, not Columbus. You know, that, that right. seems to be a, a foregone story even before. And it's, it's kind of like if you were always hoping to buy the house and the house suddenly comes on the market, it's the, it's your dream house. No matter where you're living, you're going to do everything you can to buy your dream house. Right. So, yeah. um, sure. Again, if you dig into it, if you want to dig into it, there is there is understanding. But again, on the surface, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great at all. Yeah, this isn't Jeff Carter. I mean, this isn't a Jeff Carter type situation at all. For sure. So, I mean, this is this is not. And it, look, there are just it's 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 a situation that a lot of mid market sports teams, particularly, I think, more so in the NBA but also in the NHL go through, I mean, poor new Orleans, you know, those, those, those people are so excited. They just got the number one pick in the draft and there's probably in the back of their heads thinking that guy's going to be gone in like three or four years. Just like, you know, it's new Orleans. Everyone loves new Orleans, right? Yeah. No Everyone's doubt. supposed to love new Orleans. And yet Chris Paul leaves there and Anthony Davis wanted to leave there. And how long before Zion Williamson will want to leave there. And Milwaukee's another great example. It's a great, it's a great city and they've got a really good team and, they're already worried that they're going to be losing their guys. Well, even so, Kawhi, why Kawhi wants to leave Toronto? Who wants to leave Toronto? Well, well yeah, well, yeah. Toronto, I mean, they, they hopefully. I mean, can't win in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, you can't win in Toronto. Yeah, so so we we just saw what that did. But yes, yeah, that that again again that's a that's a, a good example in basketball with it that they're well. I mean, that they really haven't lost many free agents, but boy, that's a great example. Of of going all in and uh, on a guy that a lot of people thought was going to go to Los Angeles for sure, and uh, he ends up winning a title, another title I should say, uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I think with 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 uh, with Columbus, they they do kind of suffer as a lot of cities, not just Columbus, but a <laughs> lot of cities. St. Louis's, all you know, they suffer from that mid market type of, you know, they have to overcome that, which you, again, which is weird for me with Florida because we've all, we've all been out there. Yeah, I just I don't get it. Well, you know, uh, I guess this I guess the beach isn't too far away. But, I don't know. Well, let me say this: that you can't live in South Beach and play for the Marlins. Oh, I mean, and play for the Panthers. You can't. No. That's too far away. Right. It's go there. You can go there when you've got a day off the next day, but you're not going, you're not driving from South Beach to the rink for morning skate, back to no. South Beach, shutting her down for a couple no. of hours, driving back to the rink for, no. It, so it, it's sunrise. You, you know what else is interesting? I just, I just thought of this too. Yes, this look, and again, to your point earlier, Aaron, this, this is not, hometown apologist narrative here, right? But the other thing the Jackets are victims of is that this is a thing that wasn't happening before John Tavares last year, right? Like before John Tavares last year, the majority of the time, if you were a UFA, something was happening well before the end of the season with you and where you were going to be in the future, right? Like this whole idea of, players now taking more control of their path is is the new trend now and and we're seeing it happen not i mean anders lee we're seeing different people say i'm going to go test the market right so it's it's a curious connection to not just of these guys choosing this but of, of players feeling comfortable choosing it this just wasn't a thing that happened all the time in this league prior to last year and at least in my opinion yeah, I mean, it used to happen sort of before the salary cap era when right, everybody right, right. Up down. Uh, well, I just, I mean, like, yeah, I it's, not, it's not the Blue Jackets. I don't at all. But I, I just, I, I mean, when you look on July 1st and the three best free agents available, clearly are all Blue Jackets. I, I can't remember. The Buffalo Sabres had that one summer. Yeah. The Drury and, uh, and, uh, and who was the little uh, – French Canadian uh, sent, uh, Rier. forward, Rier. I think those Rier. two were the same year, maybe. And then, like three days later, who was it? Somebody put an offer sheet on Vanek. Ah. And they matched it for some outrageous sum because they couldn't possibly lose all three of them. And it's like it was like seven years and 50 million back then, which was like, whoa, this is insane. Um, Kevin Hayes money. <laughs> and yeah, I, I I don't remember, and it's something to look into here for me in the next few days. Well, Brad Richard, Brad Richards is the one that comes to mind. Brad Richards left Dallas to come to the Rangers in whatever year that was. Right. And he. It's just uh, but, but, here. There's not usually three on one team. Right. No. Oh God, no, no. It's it's it's. Uh, but I think that that Buffalo team is a a great example, and and obviously the Blue Jackets had hoped. Better hope that that uh, it doesn't take as long to kind of rebuild from from that team because that was a pretty good team there for a little while. Yes, it was, and, and it hasn't, and it hasn't been since. Yes, it was. Uh, when you guys look out there in that free agent market, I mean, we've talked to Anders Lee. That's obviously a name that jumps off the page. Is there another guy that that excites you that that you think works 
So the Blue Jackets, I mean, I, I they don't need a defenseman. They may be trading a defenseman to get a help a forward. Uh, they, I mean, do you do you see their biggest need is a if you can't get a centerman, is it to add another winger? Or is it to add a veteran goaltender? What's the biggest concern for you? I'm not sure they do both. Tom, uh, I would. I mean, I, to me, I, I'm trying to find some way to. Um, uh, you, you're not going. First of all, you're not going to obviously get like for like at center or wing. Um, I you'd have to. To me, you'd have to find a winger. To, to, to step in there. I mean, you can, you can make the, at least some kind of plausible case of look, Pierre Dubois was our number one center before he can move up and play that role again. And you can say, well, maybe Wenberg will be better. And look, we've got Liam Foody coming in so we can, but, but at wing to me is the one you really have to, yeah, that's a, that's a, just a huge loss. And I think you've got to find, figure out some way uh, to, to put someone out there, uh, that can help you. Um, I would be looking for. I would be looking for a wing for sure. Allison, I mean, I I am worried about the center position, um, but the market is as as we just discussed is so thin. I mean, I'm looking here at cap friendly right now, and you know, I mean, guys who aren't over thirty, Matt Duchesne, Dave Boland. You know, no, no, he's too old. Never mind. Um, yeah, I mean it's such slim pickings, but right. I'm not worried about the defense. I'm I think the goaltending could be a surprise, but yeah, they're going to have to I mean because who they need the people who are going to put the puck in the net. They can keep the puck out of the net, I feel, but they need people who can help put the puck in the net. So you mean surprise the goaltending is going to be a surprise in a good way. I think so. I think they could surprise for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with you. Um on a happy note, Maybe it's the best week of summer. Uh oh, Devo Camp, boy. No, it's great, Tom. You, no I, one, no I one. love Devo Camp, and I'm so devastated that I'm not going to be there. I Devo Camp is one of my favorite favorite weeks of the year, without question. You like the free air conditioning? I, I yeah. Anytime that you, although this has been, I will say this, and I you'll never probably hear me say this again. This has been the best June I've ever spent in Columbus. It, it has been cold. It has been mostly rainy. It has been wonderful, but I'm sure I'll pay for it in July when it's just going to be awful. Like Oscar the Grouch. See how we talk about how it's hard to understand where a player wants to play. We have Tom Reed here who can't enjoy a summer, who enjoys cold, rainy weather. If Tom, oh, if, it, has been, it has been bliss. See? If Tom were a free agent, he'd sign with New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Actually, I'd be saving myself for Seattle. Speaking hey, of which, big hire oh. out there. Small, small tap to them. Nice work right. hiring Alex Mandrecki to lead their uh, their uh, analytic efforts. Very impressive. Uh, so the Blue Jackets had two of the guys that they drafted this weekend are going to be at development camp, or I should say, are expected to be at, at development camp. Um, so that, that's always, you know, a great to see the, the uh, player that, that, whose name you've now heard for the first time, uh, but I think development camp certainly holds more interest this year than it has in previous years because of how much we've heard about these prospects. Yeah. Um, Texier is going to be there. Bemstrom is going to be there. Emil Bemstrom. 
Uh, and Yarmo has essentially said that these kids are on the team next year. So uh, have a good look at those guys. Liam Foodie will be there. I think he's probably still a year, a couple years away from the NHL. And a bunch of other top prospects that they are really, really high on. Uh, and if, if this summer goes as it could, with the quiet trip through free agency, some of these kids could be in the NHL sooner than, than later. Um, Allison, you, you're a Devo fan as well. Devo camp fan, I should, I should clarify. <laughs> I like um, Devo also. Yeah, you know, crack that whip. <laughs> what, what are you looking forward to this week? What, what's uh, number one on your list of priorities in that uh, development camp? Yeah, you know who I'm really uh, excited to see is, is the goaltender, Daniil Tarasov. Um, nice. this, this was a guy who, when he was drafted, did not come to development camp. He was still recovering from an injury that cost him a season. Um, and he, you know, we don't see particularly, I mean, sometimes you see the Europeans. I think it's harder to see the Russians, particularly in the lower leagues, if they're not in the KHL. Um, but, but the book on this kid is just impressive. Um, and I've talked about how impressed I've been with the goaltending part of the Blue Jackets pipeline for a while. So yeah. I really want to see what he's all about. Um, I'm bummed uh, that the the Russian pick this year and also uh, Marchenko isn't coming um, because those are two players I'm intrigued with. But the other thing I like about Devo Camp is you see some of the invites um, who are fun little stories in and of themselves, but then sometimes reveal themselves to be to be an interesting uh, player, uh, the young Justin Bergeron, I'm hearing some good things on. It'll be interesting to see him. Um, we're seeing some other names trickle in. Hopefully that the full roster will be out, I guess, later today. Um, and then, of course, the three-on-three tournament on Friday. That, that's just always fun, right? Because these, ki- these kids are just so excited um, to be getting tastes of, of the NHL world and the fans come out. And I think that's just always such a great way to end the week and – um, always enjoy that part of it. Yeah. And Tom, you're going to go to one of your favorite cities in the summer mm. for work. So you won't be Florida, working. man. I'll be a yeah. Florida man, Florida, man. Oh, you know what? Get on it, Tom. Shoot down the coast to sunrise and, and hide in the bushes. Oh my God. It's one of like my three least favorite places in America, your- Florida, Nashville, and Las Vegas. Get your skeeter repellent and carry a stick, a firm stick, so that when the croc, when the, what are the alligator, when the alligator tries to bite you, oh my god, tapper. That's the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. According to the list. Oh man, oh man, yeah, that's that's bad. I'm, I'm, if uh, before we leave, I'll, I'll just throw it. If Matt Zuccarello gets to free agency, that's a guy I'll throw a name out there. Would be depending on how much he would want. I think he'd be a good addition. This, this is the Ranger fan coming through. Indeed. Yeah, and I and I, the Ranger fan in me says no to Panarin, but I if Zuccarello were to be available to the Blue Jackets, he's a guy I think could still got still got some life left in him. Could help him, veteran player. Nice, nice. Uh, anything else to add, uh, Allison? Not from me. Excellent. Well, it should be an interesting week. We'll keep an eye on. Uh, the free agents that the Blue Jackets are speaking with. I'm going to have a post up uh, probably first thing tomorrow uh, looking at some of the free agents that the Blue Jackets could be interested in to, to patch the this situation. As we mentioned, the thin 
pretty thin group at center now, uh, the way that they've gone off the board. Um, probably not a lot of defensemen interested in Columbus or vice versa because of their depth there. And maybe a goalie, maybe some forwards. We'll get to that uh, here in the next uh, 12 or 24 hours. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for reading all of our stuff. Thanks for watching those videos. It's been a while. We should do one from Devo Camp. We did. That's when they started. Tom and I did one last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was memorable. <laughs> Obviously. Florida <laughs> man. Florida man. Florida oh man. Oh, my God, Tom. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. I hope it's like 96. <laughs> oh, my God. Jackson, like 88% humidity. Oh, I've been there twice before. Well, one time I almost took a job there, and my wife called down to actually look at stuff, and they said, well, we're the mobile home capital of America, man. And my wife's like, no, no, we're not going to Jacksonville. Oh, oh my. Florida, Florida man. It'll Florida man. Florida man. To you probably early next week. Uh, schedule's out tomorrow, by the way, the 25th, Tuesday. Uh, so Ooh. look forward to that as well. We should get the Blue Jackets uh, Devo Camp roster here shortly. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.